Hey, hey, friend, I've got a fun announcement here for you. Are you ready for it? Let's like insert drum roll right here, right now. You asked, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to deliver here. We are at the back to homeschool time right now. We're kind of shifting gears, possibly from the summer, whether you started already or not, you are you're like full on mode of either planning or thinking about or in it. And you're feeling like this is the year I want to do homeschool well. And I want to see that happen. So I'm offering a quick, we'll say 36 hour flash sale on Clarify Your Homeschool. It is starting right now, right this minute. And it's going to end at 1159 Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, August 15th. You can get $40 off by simply using the coupon code FLASH40. So FLASH40. The link is in the show notes, but you can also just go to clarifyyourhomeschool.com and get all the details. Get in right now for this flash sale because there will not be another sale on this for quite a while. So if you want to get $40 off, you can do so right now. You have today, Monday the 14th, and tomorrow Tuesday the 15th, and then that's it. It's done. So you can get $40 off by using Flash 40 and going to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Okay, you got yourself all signed up, registered, and you are in Clarifier Homeschool. Awesome. Now listen to this episode. This is going to help you out as well. So you're wondering to yourself, you're just saying, am I too busy? I'm feeling busy. I'm feeling stressed underneath it. There's like this undergirding of just feeling like, mm, just like tingling underneath your skin. Like I'm just feeling stressed. And oftentimes that leads to being easily angered. Little things will set you off and you're frustrated. You hear yourself saying to yourself, I have no time to do blank, or I have no time to myself. Today, we're going to talk about six steps to lay down busy, because I really want you to do this. I want you to create the homeschool lifestyle that your family is going to thrive in. I want to share a little bit about my own story about busy. And to be honest, I'm just going to tell you flat out, I wore busy like a badge of honor. I thought that just being busy meant that I was wanted, that I was needed, that I was important. And not that I wasn't wanted or needed or important in certain areas of life and the places that I had influence, I was. But having my calendar full and having places to go and things to do was how I measured my worth. It showed that I was worth it. And to be honest, I kind of think this stems a little bit from possibly high school, middle school, high school, and being left out, feeling like I was left out and finding out that I actually was left out of things and feeling restricted in what I could do, the times and the things that I was allowed and permitted to do, 
And so now here I am, I'm the one in charge of my own calendar and I can do what I want to do along with my three kiddos. And we get into the homeschooling years and there's just so much more. So I think it kind of stemmed a bit from that, just feeling like I had to be, had to be busy and we needed to be involved in things. I didn't want to miss out the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out on something. And I began to sense that my spirit was not settled. I began to come across some books that were for young mothers. And I actually am kind of a little bit sad because I think I've passed them on or I donated them and just gave them away. And I wish I still had them now because they were really, really important to me. And I can't remember the titles of them. I would find them like on the clearance rack and, but they were really helpful to me. The more that I dove into my relationship and finding my worth in the God that created me, the more I realized that I was seeking external approval from other people and to also not want to feel like I was missing out because I wanted to make sure that my kids were ready for the world, that they were able to have all of these experiences. Can you hear yourself a little bit in this? One day, I remember specifically, we had a Bible study at our house, so what in one evening, and the Bible study was wonderful. And this young woman came, she was single and she happened to look at my calendar on the wall and she was like, Whoa, you guys have a lot going on. That that's a lot. Like every single square was filled with multiple activities and places to be. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, that's just kind of how it is. And she was like, well, better you than me. And I was like, okay. I mean, I wasn't offended. She wasn't trying to be offended. She was just as a very honest person. And she was like, you, yeah, you know, you're, you're pretty amazing if you're keeping up with that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I am pretty amazing because I am keeping up with that, but not really. I wasn't sleeping well. I didn't feel settled. I just didn't feel like we were at a place that we were doing really well and feel, I guess, content in just a simple life. And thus began a journey that took many years. And I'm going to share with you here today, just some things that really helped me to make those changes. And right now, and, and I'm not wearing this as like a badge of honor or anything either, because it just is where I am at this season right now. Life is much more simple and it makes it easy. And I'm home a lot more and we welcome people into our home. We visit people, but I don't feel like I have to be involved in everything. I don't really know all the things that I should be involved in. So that kind of you know, that kind of helps out a little bit. But you're finding yourself listening to this episode and saying, yes, I want to simplify my life. I want to be less busy. And I want to just lean into what is best for my family because I want myself, I want my husband and I want my children to thrive. And someday you're saying to yourself, I want to look back and say, yeah, that was really, really good when we laid some things down. Now, I know that some of us have a higher level of activity that is needed. Some moms want to be out and, and about, and this is throwing no shame or shade on you or anything we have to lean into. So as I go through this, it doesn't matter if maybe you are somebody who prefers to be home more and finding yourself out a lot and wanting things to be more simple and not to be so busy, not to have those full blocks on your calendar, all filled up with all the things and all the places and the thing, the things to do. And you're saying, I just want things to be a bit more simple. I want to be more settled because I want to be more present. And when their schedule is not as busy, you're probably finding yourself less on edge. And it's not a good thing. It really is not a good thing for our bodies, for our hormones to be living on a state of constant like cortisol 
boost of fight or flight and having just this heightened awareness of everything we have to do and have to be here and have to be there. And I still see it among a lot of people too. And I try to encourage them, but you know, to maybe slow down a little bit, but sometimes the activity level is something that somebody prefers. But if you are not preferring this, if you are finding yourself with multiple children in multiple activities at the very same time, and you can't even get to all the activities, then really listen in, lean in, listen in. Okay. Here are some six steps that I've come up with that really helped me. And I'm I'm looking forward to how they can help you as well. And I can promise and assure you that some of these might hurt a little bit, (laughs) but we're just going to have an open and honest conversation and just maybe rip some band-aids off and it might hurt a little bit, but really after all of this, I want you to stop and pause and pray and ask God for guidance in all of these six steps and in which direction to go and how to maneuver through this, because that's where you're really going to get answers. But a good place to start is to stop and to really think about what's going on and to know that God doesn't want you to live in a state of constant activity of needing to be somewhere and having things that you have to do on your to-do list and having a full calendar. Here we go. Number one is that I want you to honestly evaluate your calendar, your schedule, and your commitments. This one's going to hurt a little bit. This one's not going to be fun, but stop and write down every single activity that you have on your calendar. What does it look like on your schedule? What kind of commitments you have? This has to do with maybe family commitments you have with friends, activities, sports, church, homeschool activities, co-ops, all those things, write them down every single one. It doesn't matter how long the list is and write it down for the entire year. Maybe it's a sport and it only happens in the fall or the spring. Write that down as well. And then honestly evaluate, is this activity, is this commitment, is it giving us life right now in this season of our life? You might find yourself at home with a bunch of little ones and this list has 30 different things on it. I want you to really evaluate Is this giving you guys life? Is this pouring into you? Is this helping you to thrive right now in this season in life? Because I can assure you that, so let me just give you an example. Some families do a huge uh, Sunday dinner. I find this with a lot of friends, (laughs) which sounds really fun. I've never lived near family, so I'm kind of a little bit jealous. So if you live near me and you do a big family thing on Sunday and you don't mind non-family coming, you can invite me. I'll come. My whole family. Well, there's only three of us now, so it won't be a lot more people. (laughs) But a lot of families will do like a Sunday, maybe lunch or dinner together. And you might have a bunch of little kids and maybe it's a bit of a drive. Maybe it's 30 minutes or a 45 minute drive, but you love to do this. Maybe just right now in this season, it's too much to do every single Sunday. And you say, we need to pull back. But you might find yourself in a couple of years when you don't have as many little ones and everybody's getting older that you can then commit to that. This isn't taking things completely off the table and like taking a black Sharpie marker and like crossing them off and saying, we will never do that again. They might come to that for some things, but just honestly evaluate every single part of your life here, how you are spending your time. Number two here, how do you decide what stays and what goes? I want you to look back at your why for homeschooling. Remember right now, you are homeschooling and most likely a lot of people possibly in your circle, in your church, in your family might not be homeschooling. And so their direction in their life is slightly different. 
and your, the amount of time that you are spending with your kids is significantly more than they are. So that's why I want you to use your why for homeschooling. Why are we homeschooling? What is our ultimate goal? Who are the children and then who grow into young adults? Who are the people we are wanting to put out into the world? And then you reverse engineer that. What is it that we need to do in order to have this, we'll say 20 year old, that's going to be like this. Now we can't say exactly. We know that we can't say exactly, but at 20, I would love that my child had these certain experiences and had this certain knowledge imparted upon them. Well, how do you, how do you get there? You don't just suddenly do that at like 19 say, Oh, we have to do all these things. No, you start back when they're one. And if this is something new to you, it's never too late to start, but use your why for homeschooling as the measuring stick to determine what's going to stay on the calendar and what needs to go. Maybe it does need to go forever, or maybe it just needs to go temporarily. Now, you haven't made any final decisions or anything. This is just you, between you and God, and just taking just some quiet time and writing down some thoughts. The third step here is that I want you to approach your husband with this list and have a really open and raw conversation. Remember, The two of you are a team. He also wants what is best for your family. And so the two of you come together, you talk about this, and it doesn't mean decisions have to be made. I would actually highly suggest that this occurs over multiple conversations, that you sit down, that maybe you've actually, let's take a step back, give him a warning and say, hey, you know what? I've been taking a look at our calendar and I'm feeling stressed, (laughs) which will probably be no surprise to him. He already knows that you're stressed out about things. He already knows that you feel busy and he already senses that and sees it. He's got a front row seat to that. So tell him, look, I've been evaluating this stuff. Can we sit down sometime and really talk about this and then set up a time that you can do that? Maybe it is in a week from now. It's in the evening after the kids are in bed, or maybe you go out to a coffee shop on a Saturday morning and grandma and grandpa are hanging out with the kids and you sit down. So get something on the calendar that you two can sit and you can really talk about what's going on and how are things really going? Because remember, you're a team, get his input. Now, sometimes husbands will be like, you know, it doesn't really matter to me what you do with some of these things. They might say, though, that some activities are important. You know, I don't really care if you go to a co-op. I don't care if you meet up with groups and go hiking or on field trips. I really don't care. That's your decision. However, I would really like for them to play soccer. Soccer was important in my life. I enjoy playing soccer. It's the way that I can coach them and we can bond. Well, right there, you have some amazing input and you say, okay, how can we make this work a little bit better when it comes to soccer season? And we have kids going to different places and different, how how can we work this out really well? So come together and talk about it and get his input because we often find with our husbands that some things are really important, but a lot of things are not so important to them. And they're like, that's kind of your decision. So I know for myself, my husband would be like, well, obviously I want them to go to the church activities and these certain things. And I was actually looking at our homeschool year. So this kind of kind of tie into it. I was looking at our homeschool year for my youngest now, who I'm homeschooling, he's going into 10th grade. And I said to my husband, you know, what's important for you that I take some time and that I pour in? What what are some things that you want me to make sure that I do here in the homeschool in his last couple years? And he gave me some really valuable input. And I was like, okay, I I can definitely work with that. Let's let's see how we can do that. And then talk to my son about it. He's like, yeah, that's cool. 
I was like, all right, win-win. So it allows our husbands to have some input as well. And that's really valuable. That'll help out your relationship too, the two of you. All right, number four is that you have now taken a look at your calendar and honestly evaluated it. You've written out your thoughts and you've spoken to your husband about it. You've used your why for as a measuring stick. Now I really want you to really dive in deep to this and dial into the activities and the commitments and all the things that really give your family life. Dial into what gives your family life. Let the rest go. Okay, now unless that has to do with food and sleep, we're not going to let go of the needs of our family. So you might be like, well, cooking dinner doesn't really give me life. Well, it actually does. <laughs> Maybe the actual cooking of dinner doesn't give you life, but the actual feeding and the nourishment of everybody. So this doesn't count as the needs. This is all the wants. And there's a lot of wants that we have. We really step back and say, what does my family need? Well, it doesn't need all of the extra church activities. I know I just said that out loud. The church and the activities come alongside us as parents, but maybe in some seasons, it just might not be a good fit for you. We don't need the sports activities. We don't need the co-ops. We don't need, yeah, I just said that one out loud too. We don't need the extra group activities when it comes to homeschool. We want those things. They're really, really good. We have to figure out, I want you to figure out, is this the right season for this? If it's not, let it go. And again, this doesn't mean that you're letting it go forever. You're just letting it go for right now. So decide what really gives your family life. Stop and think about it. Maybe it's a co-op that you've been going to for a few years, or maybe it's a co-op you're looking into. Really stop and think. So let's go back to the, maybe it's a co-op you've been going to, but you come home and everybody's exhausted and cranky. And the next homeschool day does not go very well. Maybe there's a child or two at the co-op that is a bad influence upon your child. I'm just kind of giving some examples here. Maybe it's just a not right now. Maybe we can pull it just because you've always done it. Doesn't mean that you always have to do it. So really dial into what it's going to give your family life. Number five is I want you to not worry about disappointing people. I promise and assure you they will be fine. I don't care if you are the head of some organization. I don't, care, whatever. I mean, I do care, <laughs> but it doesn't matter if you are the head honcho, you're the one that created something. And then you step back. It's okay. If people are going to be disappointed, they might be disappointed for a little bit. And, but guess what? They'll be fine. They'll move on. They'll regroup. People say no to you. And what happens? You move on. You might be a little disappointed, but you move on. I mean, I think back to all of the hundreds and hundreds of play dates that I had with my kids and I would invite like a big group. And maybe most would say, no, not interested. Well, guess what? I'm not here pining over it 15 years later thinking, oh, I can't believe so-and-so didn't come to, no, I moved on. Whoever was present was present. If nobody could go, sometimes I would set up a field trip and say, hey, we're going to go and do this on this day. And nobody would come. Guess what? It doesn't matter. My kids and I still went on the field trip. It's fun to add in people and to invite others. Then that's kind of like the bonus if they actually do get to come. But don't worry if you disappoint people. I promise you they will move on. It will hurt maybe a little bit to say. It might hurt them a little bit to hear. But 
I'm not telling you to go and say rude and mean things to them. Just let them know, hey, this is just not working for us right now in this season of life. We have really enjoyed being a part of this, but I just need to take a step back right now. And real, true friends and relationships will respect that. Again, they might be hurt a little bit, but they'll step back and they'll say, okay, I realize like mature people will recognize that this was what they needed to do and I should respect them. And if people are super angry about that, then maybe it's good that you took a step back from those relationships. But some of these things, like when it comes to maybe your kid's been playing soccer and then basketball and then baseball and then doing summer camps and activities, that's a lot. That's a year round. Maybe you decide and you say to yourself, you know what, we're going to do two seasons a year and then that's it guess what? Those organizations probably won't even know that your child doesn't sign up again. It's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt them. And you can jump back in, you know, whenever you are ready to do so. Okay. Last one here. Now you're trying to make these decisions and you're worried about how people are going to think and how are they going to react? And is these things, is everybody going to be mad at me? Number six, stop thinking about it. Make a decision. You might need to give yourself a deadline because, well, sometimes things have deadlines. You want to sign up for something? There is a specific deadline. Give yourself a deadline. You've thought about it. You've gone, you've really like introspectively stopped and thought about it. You've talked to your husband, you've prayed about it, and you're saying, yeah, I think we need to let this go right now, but you're having a hard time actually doing it. Give yourself a deadline to do so. Maybe you need to give yourself a deadline to make that final decision. Oftentimes, We know the decision we need to make, right? You know the decision that you have to make and it's just as procrastinating on it. So give yourself a deadline. Maybe it's a week from right now. Maybe it's two weeks or maybe it's something that can hold off a little bit, but give yourself a deadline, make a decision, then work through it. Walk through that decision, make those phone calls, do those text messages, contact those people, or maybe it's in the case of like, just don't sign up for something and then move on. Pull yourself together. Know that everything will be okay. There is a season for things. The Bible even says that as well. Your job right now is to get your family to a place of thriving. And that's going to look different for each one of us. And that's the beauty of families. Lean into the season and know that by making some of these decisions, by letting some of this busy go and your family is thriving, you are as well. I pray and hope that you find yourself less stressed, sleeping better, maybe not running around like a crazy maniac, maybe not trying to be in multiple places at one time. And you know what happens? You'll start to notice your kids are more relaxed. They're more peaceful. When they see that you have more patience, they'll have more joy. And that really is the goal is for you and your children and your husband to be thriving in this season of homeschooling. Okay, I'm going to give one last call right now for the flash 36 hour sale on Clarify Your Homeschool. If you're saying to yourself, I want all of these things she just talked about, I want my family to thrive. I want to set up a homeschool that we are going to love and enjoy and to know the steps and the process of how to do that the best and most simplest way so that come the future, you can then easily reroute yourself. You can pivot, you can change and feel confident in that. And then also the following homeschool year, you'll know the steps and process. It will come so much easier. I would love to see you over and clarify your homeschool. You can get $40 off by using the coupon code flash 40 
and you can get all that information and use that coupon code and all the good things over at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. I look forward to meeting up with you over there. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.